Owning a home in Naperville is about living a great life today and investing in a secure tomorrow. On this show, we're going to give you the tools to do both. Welcome to the Naperville Real Estate Weekly Market Update. Hey, what's happening in Naperville? I am Chris Grano from Keller Williams Realty. Alongside me is my co-host, Todd Gosden from Compass Mortgage. And welcome to the Naperville Weekly Market Update. Todd, how are you doing this week? I am doing terrific. Loving all the snow we're getting and enjoying the cold weather to come. Oh my goodness. We, it was like, uh, it was crazy out there this weekend. I thought my kiddo was going to want to play in it. And then he said, nah, let's just, <laughs> let's just do some puzzles. So anyway, Smart kid. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so today we're going to talk about, we're going to dive into the numbers as we always do and stick around for our weekly tip. This week, we're going to talk about a really big topic in real estate, especially right now in this hot seller's market. We're going to talk about buyers winning multiple offer situations. That's a big one, right, Todd? Huge, huge. Well, listen, there's not enough buyers, I don't think, right now. So, <laughs> I, yeah, you know, when you're seeing 100 people walk through open houses and seeing this many offers come on properties, this is a really very, very good conversation to hear for everyone. Absolutely. So don't go anywhere. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But first, let's hit the numbers here. This week in Naperville, we had 62 new listings come to market. So that number is down quite a bit, actually, over the last couple of weeks. There's lots of different reasons for that. Some maybe people anticipated the weather. Maybe some people are getting ready for Super Bowl. Whatever the reasons are, we're actually down uh, a fair amount. Last week, we had 74 new listings. And the prior week, we had 84. However, number of homes that were put under contract this week continues to rise. So we, we started a couple of weeks ago with 75 homes under contract, then um, 90. And actually, excuse me, we're down slightly from that number to 77, but still, still a lot of market activity happening, a lot of buyers out there. And these numbers are crushing December's numbers, which were you know 50 homes under contract, 55 homes under contract. So a lot of homes being scooped up right now. 59 homes closed, indicative of what happened towards the start of the year. So about 30 to 45 days ago. And then let's take a look at inventory. So that's been the story of the last year, especially due to COVID. We're st staying steady at about two and a half months supply of inventory in the sub $500,000 level in Naperville. That's still pretty low. It's not the lowest we've seen in the last 12 months, but it's hovering right about there, which means again, strong seller's market. In that 500 to a million range, Todd, we talked last week about how it bumped up to six. We we're in that five to six range, which is close to what? A balanced market, right? Right. And right now with the new listings that came on the market and some under contracts, it all balances out to right around four and a half. So, you know, just that change of not quite as many new homes coming on the market this week and some more being scooped up. The inventory lessened a little bit. Still pretty healthy, though, which is good news for buyers in that range. Sure. And then in that million dollar plus range, it's it's about the same as it always has been for the last, you know, six, seven, eight months, about a year's worth of inventory. And ironically, it's also taking about a year if you're going to list your home and try to sell it in that price range. There you go. So Todd, tell us about the mortgage world. Any, any big news this week? No, really big news. I mean, it really, the story really continues to be the historic low rates. I mean, our rates, the question is always keeps being asked, are rates going to start trending up at some point? 
And I would say yes at some point, but here's the reality. The reality is we've had a, an incredible run with rates being in the twos for the last seven, eight, nine months, and they're bound to go up at some point, but how much are they going to go up? Listen, if they start going up, we're probably going to settle somewhere in the low threes, but looking at big picture of things, low threes is incredible, right? Until this year, no one even thought we would see twos, let alone things seeing 3%. So wherever we go with this, the purchasing power is still significant. And just so you know, here's something very interesting is in January of last year, if you would have bought a house for 325,000, you can buy this the a house today for 386,000 with the same mortgage payment. How that's incredible wild. is that right now? That's so wild. But that that's over $60,000 in purchasing power and you're saving over $60,000 in interest. Pretty incredible yeah. stuff right now. So, who knows how long this is going to go, but uh, there is definitely no shortage of people wanting to buy right now, for sure. What's amazing about that too, Todd, is that, you know, now listen, there are some parts of the Chicagoland area that are just are beyond insane as far as price increases and things yep. like that. I mean, some yep. of the south, southwest suburbs, Plainfield, uh, Romeoville, some of those markets are up in, you know, prices up 10% from last year. Right. But, but that's not the case everywhere. And, and in Naperville, it's not that aggressive. So when we're talking about an increase in purchasing power, like you just mentioned, there's obviously some price increase, but that's real. That means that you can really afford more home now than you could last year, even regardless of some of the price increases. That's right. So, you know, we're seeing Chicagoland in general up 7.4% in the last 12 months. So that tells you most anywhere you go, you're going to see some appreciation uh, to the bottom line. I mean, there's no question about it. There is the opportunity to buy more house today than there was a year ago. Yeah. And believe it or not, there's still opportunity to get some deals out there. Oh, um, it really is. Yes, there I is. I mean, absolutely. I mean, there were, you know, there's some folks who are just, they're taking advantage of the fact that the market's hot and they're kind of dumping properties and not yep. necessarily getting all the value out of them that they can. I just helped a, a buyer who's closing on, on Friday down in Orland Park. They're going to walk into the house with $35,000 of instant equity just because we we bought it at the right time and put together the right offer. How about that? So, That's great. Yeah. That's what so it takes. Let's talk about the situations that are the opposite of that, right? Where we're not we're not uh, getting a steal and this is to be honest, you know, especially again in that under $500,000 range that first time home buyer, maybe maybe second time home buyer range where it's super super competitive. I am out there and and it sometimes it feels like a war. And I'm sure when you're talking to your buyers, are you talking to folks who are saying, gosh, we put in another offer and we lost it? Yeah. I, I mean, I think people uh, and rightly so probably get frustrated by it. And the reality is when, you know, seeing, you know, 10 to 30 offers on a house, I mean, it's a difficult process for you to go sort through all that, figure out who's going to win and who's going to lose. Right. And, no one wants to lose because there's plenty of houses, but the bottom line is it's it's just a difficult market. Without the inventory, it makes it, I think, somewhat frustrating for people when they go through two, three, four times of this to go, listen, I'm just going to throw in the towel. I'm going to give it six months and let this run its course, and I'm going to dive back into this, right? And I keep telling people, don't do that. You never know when you're going to win, and if it's truly something you want to do, then stick with it, and it'll happen. And, and what I try to point out to people, too, is it's not – it's not random, right? So just no. like just like any success, right? Like we're we're about to come into Super Bowl Sunday, right? Well, I guarantee you, you know, the Bucks and the Chiefs didn't get there by not practicing and by not doing the things that they need to do to put themselves in a position to win, right? They, they're so, really that's right. And it's the same thing in this, right? And so 
what you do and who you work with matters. And so whether it's me or Todd or, or somebody else, you need to be working with people who are going to guide you to take the right steps. Now, Todd, we touched on this last week, but for me, when I'm talking to buyers, the number one place to win in these scenarios is to start with the most solid financing situation. Can you talk a little bit about that again for those who didn't catch last week? Well, I think I think for anyone, the best thing you could do for yourself is be early. Meaning if, you, if you're going to start looking in May or you want to move in May or June, if that's your goal, then start today. So many people think that, hey, I don't really need to start till I start want to start looking. But ultimately, we want to make sure that we're not uh, trying to conquer any issues, any problems, any issues that may cause us to do something a little off track. Uh, it gives us time to create uh, a logical environment when it can be an emotional purchase, right? Because um, ultimately what it really comes down to is it doesn't matter what somebody buys. It matters what that monthly payment is, right? And mm -hmm. sometimes we have to massage that and get people the understanding of working with you is what kind of price point can they be at and what location and neighborhood and street and all this to make sure that that, that number actually represents what they get with the closing. And so much of what we do here in Chicagoland is tax bearing, right? What are the mm -hmm. property taxes? Because I, I've seen it move from one street to the other in the same neighborhood. Right. right? So it's it's working with a professional like yourself, but starting the process early. So you know what you're doing and you feel confident when you're walking into it that you're actually going to be able to buy. And what people don't realize is this, is you can actually start the underwriting process without even having a contract or an address. Really? So if you talk about that. Yeah, so if, if you want to strengthen your offer, get yourself into the underwriter, get them to sign off on your assets and your income, and get to the point where, listen, I'm basically approved, I just don't have a contract, a title, or an appraisal, and that certainly is not going to be the end-all, be-all to you winning the deal, but it's going to be much closer than not having any of that done in the first place. And, and most importantly, you know what that really gives somebody who's looking to buy is peace of mind. Listen, I've already gone through that. I just got to wait till I find the right house and this is going to be easy for me. And everyone loves the easy button. Let me just say that, including myself. And I know you do too. So let's set people up for, for success. And this is kind of how you do it. That's right. And you you mentioned something that was that was key. You said that that particular thing is not going to be the end all be all. What I find when I'm up against multiple offers with my buyers is it's not just one thing. It's not one strategy. It's a combination of things that are going to help us win. And it's going to be situation by situation. So it's right. it's not one size fits all, right? I mean, sometimes it, it completely depends on the seller's motivations. Part of that is my job to lean in and listen and find those types of things out. Yeah. But I can tell you that one piece of that ingredient, you know, one ingredient to that recipe for success is, as you mentioned, if we can be through underwriting to the point where we can basically say, hey, this this loan's as good as done. I mean, it's a huge leg up in a market where sellers are really, really wary about, you know, spotty financing. And well, so, yeah. yeah. And I think the other thing is, is that, that you should never be shy, me as the person who's doing the financing and helping you out with that. With your permission, of course, just to validate that with the listing agent. Well, no, listen, they're really solid. They're ready to go. You just have to make a decision and, and that's what we all support, right? But the bottom line is we need to do everything we can to give people that opportunity to be one of those people that get that home. For that's sure. Right. Yep. That's right. So that's one big tip. All right. So I'm going to give a couple others here from, from my side of things. Yeah, sure. I'm not, I'm not going to give away every secret that I have. If you want to know them, you got to call me. <laughs> but a couple of things you can do. And 
I'll just I'll just address the elephant in the room right off the bat, and and that's pay either list price or over list price. And so let's just talk about that for a second because I think folks get really kind of nervous about overpaying. And as yes. a real estate agent, it's my job to make sure that they don't do that, right? And so again, every situation is different. And as a, a good buyer's agent is going to pull the comparables for you and make sure that what you're offering is not overpriced. However, what you got to remember if you're a buyer out there is that all the list price is, is a marketing price. It doesn't mean that that's the ultimate value, right? No. That home could be overpriced. It could be underpriced. And so what you've got to do is look at it as a strategy of, okay, if my agent says it's, it's a pretty good price, but there's some room there, don't be afraid to go above. And there's different ways to do that. Again, we can strategize and talk about some little, little tips around how to do that. And one other thing I'll mention is don't be afraid to take a property as is. That's another scary thing, right? Some people wonder, well, can I even get a loan? Right. A property that's as is. I mean, are there any issues with that on your end, Todd? Well, if it's as is, it, there could be. Let's put mm -hmm. it that way, because as is, we don't know what we're dealing with. And, you know, if there's an as is and the furnace isn't working or if there's a plumbing issue or cracks in the foundation, uh, yes, that's an issue. Mm -hmm. And so that means that it may not be lendable. And so it's it's our job up front, right, to do the due diligence and figure those things out. And Correct. the big thing, the big thing I always tell buyers in that situation is your biggest downside risk in putting an offer in as is, is you still have the opportunity to do an inspection. Yep. You're going to pay for that inspection, you know, four, four or $500, depending on the size of the house. And if you find an inspection that there's these catastrophic issues, some of the things you just mentioned, well, you can walk away. You don't have to continue on with the deal. And if you walk away, okay, if you'll, you've lost your $400. But if things come out pretty clean, which I got to tell you, more often than not, they do. They do. Then then you're winning a house that, you know, maybe somebody else didn't have the guts to say, I'll take it as is. And so, you know, there's different strategies. I, but again, getting that secure financing, getting it further down the football field to continue the, uh, the Tom Brady metaphor here. And, uh, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Talk to your lender, talk to your agent and, and really just find out how can I be more competitive? Well, and you don't, you, you can't walk into buying one of the biggest investments in your life, not prepared, right? This we're not, we're not going to the store to buy socks. You're buying <laughs> something very, very expensive. So why not get ahead of that and be prepared to create less emotion in this experience for yourself? Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Todd, I appreciate your time as always this week. We uh, will be back next week. Hey, Todd, real quick, who do you think is going to win on Sunday? Tom Brady going to be uh, number seven or what? I think it is. I think it is going to be number seven. It's going to be a good game. But, boy, wouldn't that be an incredible thing to see that happen for sure. It's kind of hard. Sometimes you want to hate the winners, but some, but I can't help but just uh, be pretty geeked out by it. So Yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. All right, man. Well, you, you take care, everybody out there. Make sure to follow us on YouTube slash Chris Grano on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good day.